We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Is your check engine light on? Don't ignore it. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today and let our professional parts people scan your vehicle for free. We'll retrieve the codes, discuss possible solutions, and even help you find a professional technician if needed. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today for our free check engine light help. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Now's the time to get more happy because the SoCal Resident Ticket is back at the Disneyland Resort. Save up to 25% on select multi-day tickets and with more savings, you get more excitement, more joy, and more magic. There's no better time to get more happy. Visit Disneyland.com SoCal or click on the banner for details. Savings based on non-discounted price for the same ticket. Valid for residents and select SoCal zip codes with valid ID. Tickets expire May 24th, 2018. Restrictions apply. This is Kevin Dobbs, Cleveland's best-looking and most respected sports fan. First of all, I'm going to need an apology from every member of Miami Heat Beat for asking me to take time out of my day to do this. But anyways, congratulations on your 100th episode. And I know what you're all thinking. Trust me, everybody, I'm thinking the same exact thing. How in the heck did these guys get 100 episodes when you're forced to cover a team like the Miami Heat? Wow, are they bad. Jeez, oh, man, guys. Anyways, congratulations. Go Cavs. This is, this is, this is, this is. Giancarlo Nava and Ryan Goins. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today, we have co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. Hey, how are you, sir? We have Heat Twitter president, Alf. Yes, sir. That's it. We have a small show today. That's it? It's just us, man. It's usually like 10, 11 people, two guests. Are you sure Anthony Chang's not going to pop out of nowhere? Nah, yeah, he said, unless he loses. Did you he see that? Much, um, he pretty he much said make, he's done with us. He's done with us? 
Yeah, he's done with us until the Heat what? lose. So that means oh. he's done. That's that's it. Yeah. So, do you think the that the Heat should wear the red uniforms or the black road uniforms for Game One against the Warriors in the final? Ooh, I like the black ones. Black is my favorite road uniform. That's such a stupid question. You know, you gotta like, go white hot there. No, not even. It's, they're gonna play the Spurs, so. Oh, oh, you think? Yeah, yeah. You think? Oh man, yeah. Alf, that's a bold take. What about Game yeah. Three? The red alternate? No, that, that, that's white. No, that's white hot. No, game three is white hot. Man. I'm pretty sure the Spurs are going to tap out after the first two games. So I don't even think it'll go three. I don't think it'll go three games. I'm calling the NBA Finals Heat Spurs, Heat and two. You think Pop's going to do that? Because I, I don't think Pop, I don't see Pop as the guy who'll tap out. You know what I mean? Well, I think he, I think he's going to, he's going to see a losing endeavor when he's, when he's in the middle of it. He's just going to say, these guys are too strong. Wayne Ellington is a beast. Josh Richardson will be back by then. Dion Waiters is a god. And how are they going to con- how are they going to contain the Wayne Ellington James Johnson pick and roll? Like I don't see how even with Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> I I couldn't do that one with a straight face. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the Wayne Ellington. Uh, James James, you Pickens. went too far. You went too far. Oh, dude. Speaking of JJ's, uh, I did not know James Jones was still in the NBA. Oh, yeah. Yo, he's just like, he is. He is still stealing money on the Cavs bench. And LeBron has the nerve. The, <laughs> the nerve to call out Dan Gilbert when Dan <laughs> Gilbert is still like... Basically, like James jo- Jones is on the NBA version of welfare. Food <laughs> 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 stamps. Like, yeah, he is on his contract. Might as well be in food stamps. But like, and, do they keep giving him one year deals? Dude, I don't like. I don't even know if there was a player option, team option. <laughs> I don't care. He's been there a while. It's been like I mean, three yeah, years. The fact that they are still paying James Jones, LeBron should never complain again. No because way they give. There's only one reason for James Jones to be on an NBA roster at this point, and it's to carry LeBron's luggage from the airport to the hotel. There's no other reason to have James Johnson on your payroll. James, I'm sorry, James Jones. So James Johnson's a baller. Dan Gilbert is a saint for keeping that man employed. I'm sorry. Like, think about it. Cause Dude, like, I saw him on the bench, and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, James, and you, and you look, and the best part about it, he looked mad. <laughs> About what was going on in the game. Like, shut up, James Jones. Like, you have no say in this. Like, LeBron's thirsty. Bring him a cup of Gatorade. Is he the biggest sellout out of yeah, that he's, era? He's the biggest sellout. He, he's, he's the Mike Miller at least got cut or amnestied, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, James Jones is the biggest sellout. Does Dwayne become the biggest sellout if he goes to Cleveland next year? At least he had a stop on the way. What if what if the Bulls trade him to like Denver and then Dwayne doesn't take the player option and goes to Cleveland? Does that soften yeah. it? I think at this point Dwayne being at least one stop removed, like we'll be mad. We'll be mad and and everything, but at least won't at least you bad. feel like yeah, well, I, I don't know. I guess it won't hurt as bad because there's been a stop. Uh Dwayne showed a little bit of a decline. We've slandered him. Um we feel like we were right as far as like as, we feel like Pat was right in getting rid of Dwayne um, at that stage because 
we kind of see like it wasn't going to work out with him and Goron anyway. So I feel I feel Heat fans feel vindicated. So if if Dwayne were to make another stop in Cleveland, it wouldn't hurt as bad at this point. Did you see the quote that he gave last night? Yeah, that was crazy, right? So for the audience that doesn't know, uh, they played uh, the Bulls played the Sacramento Kings and they won. And Dwayne said, "We're not playing Miami Heat basketball. They've won eleven straight, but we're playing good basketball." <laughs> Like dog, yeah, was, <laughs> dog. Yeah, that was like ex girlfriend stalkerish, right? Damn girl, you fine? Her boy, <laughs> damn you fine? Like that was that was kind of weird. Like what's going on? You up? Uh, yeah, exactly. Like I didn't know you were paying attention to what we were doing over here. Like, yeah, yeah. Take, get yeah, a text was, from Riley. Yo, you up? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah. It was. It was. <laughs> It was stalkerish. It was like, dude, why, why, why are you worried about us, man? As, as a Mariah Carey, why are you so obsessed with me? You got a, uh, you got the greatest point guard you ever played with over there. Speaking of which, I, I was thinking, I was, who's the backup point guard? Is it John Lucas? Is he still there? What is that Michael Carter Williams? Oh, John, God, so the, did dude, you say, say John Lucas? John Lucas. I, how how removed are the Bulls from John Lucas the third? Probably like four seasons. Because LeBron jumped over him. That was a long. I time think they ago. cut him the day after LeBron jumped over his head. No, I think mean, I don't think we did a podcast anywhere near that time. LeBron jumped over a dude in a game, and nobody noticed. Like. Mike Breen didn't even notice until the replay. Because it was John Lucas. Like, nobody even knew. Most of the time, nobody noticed John Lucas was on the court. Yes anyway. or no? You wouldn't know who John Lucas, like, who he would have been if it wasn't for that. No, honestly, right now, John Lucas could walk up and slap me in the face. I'd have no idea it was John Lucas. John Lucas the third, Like, the, 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 the original John Lucas, yeah. Oh, dude, like, it, it, and I love, I love when, you know, Miami starts playing, like, teams that we're not watching like minnesota or something because like the other day we learned paul pierce was still in the league you and i yeah i was like I, wait his, what his triumphant return to boston and i'm like what as a what an assistant coach like i had no clue Alf. like and i'm still surprised every time vince carter's on my tv Alf, do you know what team john lucas the third is in it's minnesota from, he's on a team right now <laughs> we didn't even notice they played no him way. yesterday Minnesota, yeah. He's in Lebanon. He was waived on January 7th, so he's not on Oh, so he's not... It's been actually one one month. He played five games. He's played five games, yeah. I was going to look at... Yeah, there's no way that dude is in the league, like, on a consistent basis. He made the the opening roster. Is there a dude that you look at, like, how's that dude in the league? James Jones. I mean, is it, fun fact is on Chris, <laughs> fun fact huh? on James Jones. You guys were wondering how he's smuggling all the money. He's currently serving as a secretary treasurer of the NBA PA Players Association. He's supposed to be like really smart. Yeah, he and used I to think finances too. I ran a restaurant in Pembroke Pines and used to come in there all the time. And he what? dressed he dressed like the biggest nerd I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> His nickname is like, Champ. His nickname is what? Champ. Champ? That's what Wikipedia says. Why? Because he's a two-time NBA champion. Is he the most decorated University of Miami basketball player that's played in the pros? Because I can't think of other than him and John Salmons. Is it Rick Barry? Oh, that's right. Yeah, Rick, Rick Barry. Barry. Totally yeah. Forget. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty Is he big. the one that's always high? No, he's the one that's always bad. Oh, who's the one that's always high and on ESPN just saying weird stuff? Is that I mean, the old one? Ha- 
That's half of ESPN. No, man. I, th- I think that's Rick Barry. <laughs> Rick Barry's the one that's always high, and he's always on drugs, and he goes I don't to, like, think Rick, e- is yeah, Rick Barry on ESPN? I thought it was John Barry that's on you're, ESPN. You're talking about... No. Are you talking about Bill Walton? Oh, my God, yes. Wow, I got that. Dude, did you confuse Bill Walton and Rick Barry? Wrong old white guy. Excuse me. No, like, that's really wrong. That's not, yeah, like, that's, a little I'm bit looking wrong. at a picture of Rick Barry, yeah. Oh, my God. Wow, dude, I... that's bad. Oh, whoops. Rick Barry used to shoot yep. free throws underhanded. Yeah, well, blue. Yeah. Walden yeah. looks happy. He's he's glowing. Rick, dude. Rick Barry's an ornery old man. He's very cranky. You know, Alf, you called it before we started the show that because it's just you and I, and we don't have like hardcore heat with us that we're going to derail. We haven't even discussed the heat once. Yeah, no, we we discussed no. uniform. We discussed uniform and Ellington. What do you and mean, we gave Johnson. a great NBA Finals preview. <laughs> yeah, we had to no. I told you that we're going to derail quite often because hopefully Nikias calls in and gives us some stupid numbers that you we can all ruminate on. No, and I'm going to expose um, the Heat the Beat staff. Um, no, the Heat Beat staff and uh, many members of Heat Twitter. Um, we were in a chat, and so many of the guys that are on the staff and on in prominent members of Heat Twitter. Admitted that they don't, they have not watched that many games this year. Oh my god, yes, I couldn't believe that. That was shameful. That was so shameful. And then the worst part of it is so many of those guys are like these numbers guys, like these heavy stats guys. So I'm like, okay, so all you guys do is look at box scores. So I'm done. I don't care about anybody's stats anymore. You know what? I watch the games. At least I I can say that. You you haven't missed a lot of games this year. You've watched both of them. I even the games I missed, like on the uh, initial watch, I will go back and watch them again. You nerd! I watched the initial watch of the or the replay of the Timberwolves I, game. I won't. I won't watch. record a game. No? I, I, I'm above that. No, I won't do that. You wouldn't I even wouldn't watch it on like good afternoon what? when you replay no. it. Condensed? Like if I if I miss wait, the wait, game, wait, what do you mean above that? Above I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. No, I'm not recording a sporting event. If the sporting Why? event passed, I because it's dumb because I already know what happened and it just I'll I'll watch it. See that no, see like, that's the problem. You don't know what happened if you didn't actually watch the game. Okay, but it, oh, it you sucks, know the result. It sucks the fun. No. Yes, it sucks the fun. You, I'll watch you know it for the an hour. Results and you know, the, yeah, exactly. You know the result. And you know the numbers. You don't actually know, the, like, so like HP. Like we can go into this uh, HP basketball, whatever his name, uh, Matt, Matt Moore. Moore from CBS. How he got into it with he Twitter, basically going in on Goron, saying he wasn't an impactful player because of his on on court, off court plus minus. Like that is so bereft of any actual visual analysis of what's actually going on in Heat games. I'm that mad. is completely, huh? Mad did that make you? Oh, now I, listen. He blocked me, so I don't care whatever <laughs> what he has to say. But I saw so many people arguing, going back and forth with him. Like, if you can sit there and say that Goron has not been impactful uh, on the Heat and, uh, and hasn't impacted the Heat's record, hasn't impacted the winning streak, hasn't impacted results, just by looking at box scores, looking at on court, off court, plus minus, like. D- the numbers are meaningless if you can if you're not actually watching the games. Like you can't actually watch the games and say Goron hasn't impacted the results. Like that's it's completely asinine. 
Now, I'm sure the numbers might pan out and they might say something else. And yes, you know, one game here, one game there, the second unit played admirably and like didn't blow a lead. Like, but you can't tell me that Goron isn't a big reason why this team isn't isn't in the position they are in now. And those numbers are kind of flawed because that this team was a team that had lost 20 games and won 11. That's the and thing, and you so don't. That's gonna weigh no- down any number that like Goran can be playing well, and they could be getting outscored because around him was garbage and hurt yeah. garbage at that. Don't give me numbers for the season, right? Because we we can say right now almost conclusively, like the team that was for the first forty one games of the season is not the same team that's been out there the last eleven. Now we can also say this team that's been out there the last eleven. That's not is, real. Yeah, it's not. It's also not indicative of what the team is. The truth lies somewhere in the middle, right? But the win streak is not a big enough sample size where you could say, okay, well this, well this is this is indicative. Where you could, you can't take the whole season, put it in a blender, come out with something and say this is what the team is or this is what player X is or player Y is. Because like even looking at Dion, he was hurt for a lot of the first half of the year. So even when he did play, he was when even when he did play, he was limited. So I'm not. That's what bothered me about that whole HP basketball. Matt Moore going back and forth with Heat Twitter. It, it just it just reeked of someone who does not actually watch the Heat play games. But we come across that a lot, and I I know that Sedano gets hit with that a lot too, as a guy who's not watching the games and constantly trashes the team. Well, that's Which, because. Sedano has strong opinions and people get mad. But I would say if there's one team that Sedano probably watches more than most national, like out of the national guys, of all the national guys, who probably watches more Heat games than most, it would be Sedano. Is is he still writing? What is Izzy doing? Izzy, I think he's doing, I mean, he has has Izzy in Spain every night. Um, Is he national? Does he count? Does he still cover the games? He's doing sideline reporting. He still lives down here. Anymore. He still lives down here. So, but I'm, I'm, I mean, he's probably traveling a lot. I, I, I wouldn't even consider him a national expert on the Heat. But I mean, it's like, and I get it, right? If you ask us to break down uh, Minnesota Timberwolves basketball, what would we do? What would be? We the didn't first even thing? know Paul Pierce was still in the Clippers. Dude, exactly. He's what, a rotation the- player. But what would be the first thing you do? You'd go to the stats. You'd go to the numbers. And you'd make judgments, judgments on players off of these numbers, off of these stats, without actually watching any of, any of what's happening on the floor. I think they're and a good it's place a, to it's start. A, it's a flaw. No, it's a flawed way of, a, a flawed way of analyzing, um, a flawed, especially basketball. I mean, any sport, really. But it's a flawed way of analyzing basketball because there's so many other contributing factors. So, yes, you can use the numbers to back up maybe something that you've seen or, you know, to justify, you know, maybe, okay, I think I'm, I think I'm seeing this. Let me look and see if the numbers kind of match up to what I'm seeing. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my eyes are lying to me. But to start with the numbers and end with the numbers, it's just, it's, to me, it's just a flawed way of watching the game. And it's why I like Zach Lowe, because that's what he does. He'll he'll look at the numbers and he'll say, what should I be looking out for when I watch these games? And that's what he does. And he, he combines film and numbers. Nikaias, are you there? Yes, sir. You witness protection? How are you, sir? Welcome to the program. 
I'm doing fine. How are you? Unmaster, Nikias Duncan. Nikias, I've been trashing stat nerds the entire time. Uh, how was uh, how was the store? Uh, it was quiet. So, what'd you buy? Um, some donuts, orange juice, bread, and uh, some saltine crackers. So you started the podcast late to buy donuts and bread. I mean, it's not my. It wasn't my by design. See, so. Nikias, he does not understand as a child of black people, that when someone turns to you and says, hey, can you go to the store and get me donuts, bread, and orange juice? It's not like a question or like a simple request. It is a demand. Boy, get your ass up and get down to the store and get them damn donuts. I mean, I was, I was I mean, born of Hispanic parents, so it's, you know, I, I, you know, I have some of that, too. Glazer powdered. Glazed. Oh my god! Definitely glazed, man. Yeah, I was like, "Is this Nikias look like a powdered guy to you?" I mean, come on, Brian. Brian with the hard hitting questions. That's some intense journalism right there. Yeah, I, I, Brian, I'm kind of sad that Winslow's people. that Winslow's not playing because now you can't put your theory to the test about his hair and his jumper. Oh, wait till next season or in the playoffs when he comes back. He comes back. At, well, you know, he'll probably be healthy by the time they reach the finals, right, Nikias? Uh, yeah, I say so. Yeah. So out, before you came on, Alpha and I were talking about. I don't think the Spurs have any way to stop a Wayne Ellington, James Johnson pick and roll. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to answer seriously, but I thought about it. <laughs> no, come on. You oh. know us, man. Yeah, oh, I, mean, Ka- man. I mean, what's, what's Kawhi Leonard going to do? I mean, Wayne when, when Ellington's either going to shoot or James Johnson on the roll. He can pass. He's okay, Draymond shut up, Green Light. Shut up, shut up. This is Tish. dumb. Nikaias, can we, can we? I want Nikaias' opinion of the whole Matt Moore CBS feud with Heat Twitter. Um, was it not obvious by Matt Moore's statements that he does not watch any Heat basketball games? Uh... I wouldn't say that. This boy out. He's not gonna throw his boy under the bus. Because he's nice. The Kais is too nice. That's the problem. That's not a problem. I'm saying. I mean, I know he watches games. He's like one of three or four writers that I can pretty much bank on that actually watches and comes up with an opinion. But I, I did disagree with the Goran thing. I just didn't really understand where he got that from. I just and Alf and I were saying before that I think his numbers early in the season when they were playing badly that everyone had bad on-off numbers. Like, they were just getting outscored all the time. Except so for Hassan. Th- Hassan was beasting. <laughs> as, a, as a, he played poorly, Hassan's numbers were all-star worthy. <laughs> Luton or right. Has, have they gone down, Nikaias? Has Hassan's on-off? Do you know that? I'm putting you on the spot. Um, I think they ha- they've been better during the run. I know they're better with him on than with him off. Do you like the way he's playing? Um... He screened better, so I kind of lean yes just off of that. I feel like we're just interviewing Nikias. Last five, no, last five games, I think, five or six games, I think he's played. I don't think the numbers have always matched. I mean, he had the 30-20 game, but I think despite what the numbers have have said, I think he's played a good game, um, especially like the last four or five games. And he's kind of spoken to it where he's saying, okay, maybe the numbers aren't there. But he feels like he's playing really, really well. And sometimes I swear, like, Coach Spo has his hand up his brunt and it's <laughs> basically like he's just a puppet because it sounds like Spo talking. Um, but I he has. He, so do you want has, numbers on this or? Yeah, go ahead with your dumb numbers. Oh, oh see, now oh, yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. tell you. 
when it comes to samples. Size matters. Except for this next segment. Let's have some fun with some small, teeny-weeny sample sizes. This is Small Sample Size Theatre, featuring Lake Heights, Duncan or Christian Hernandez, whoever is available. Wow. But anyway, so <laughs> um, to Al's point, over the last five games, Hassan Whiteside is averaging 17 points, 14 boards, and he has the second highest net rating on the team behind Dion Waiters. Woo! Interesting. Dion. I think Goran. I'm surprised. Yeah, Goran's fifth behind my guy, Rodney Magruder. So done with him yesterday. No, TJ, I was done with yesterday. Like, jokes TJ. aside. TJ, TJ had a TJ had a bad game. Uh, no, but like jokes aside, it was really bad. Oh, he had a really bad game. But he's had. I know he's come back from injury, but um, he's had kind of a tough stretch. The ball, the shots, just not going in. That's kind of been the thing with him this year. You kind of once he goes on a cold streak, it's extended. Ugh. But once he breaks out, he's white hot. So. Like yeah, the cool. deep. Wait, the wait, white hot, is... white, white hot. Was that a pun or that was just? I mean, you know me, man. Okay. It's, it's coded, man. It's layered. Yeah. There it is. I like that. I like that. The production value of this show is through the roof now. Sky hat. Well, you have 560 or 790 or hey. both or whatever, whatever, whatever you are now. Hey, guys, I have a really uh, hard-hitting question again. I'm not sure okay. if you're up for it, but uh, since you went to the grocery store and you got some orange juice, did you get it with pulp or without? Without. Yeah, of course. Okay. And the guys that's, look like, yeah. that's I like with move. pulp. I That's like the wrong move. I like some pulp. Pulp. some pulp. Pulp is good. Yes. Put it. Put it to pulp, Brian. Okay. Go. I'll get on it. Get on a gear. And Brian brought the show to a screeching halt. Yeah. Why'd you have to <laughs> ask about orange juice? What were we talking about before? See, now I want to play two K. <laughs> <laughs> um. I want to play Fire Emblem. Good question. That I I think they discussed it a little bit on Lebertard. Somebody actually uh, brought this up to me last night, and I said. Um, it makes the win streak win streak a little bit less uh, valuable, I guess. The fact that they're doing this without Jay Rich and uh, Justice Winslow, like, what does that do to the win streaks for you? Like, does it just does it kind of devalue it? Or well, devalue it? Because yeah. it would would it wouldn't it mean a lot more if Justice and Jay Rich were involved in this? Like, it would be a really great sign for the future. Right well, I mean, now, it depends how they're playing during it. You know what I mean? But that would be important. Right now, we don't. What, what if Jay Rich was playing like TJ is now? Like that wouldn't be anything to be excited for. I understand, but then at least you'd know what you had in Jay Rich. Mm, but then, what if you could have a good stretch when you're playing bad? Because like he said, what I'm saying is, what are you? What are you learning about the team right now? Like, I are think... you learning? Are you learning that you're going to pay James Johnson, Wayne Ellington? Um, and Dion Waiters, because I don't know if that's a lesson we want to learn this year. I mean, I think... right or... <laughs> am I right or am I wrong? Like that, that seems almost like counterintuitive to what we all came into this, into the season, hoping was going to happen, that we were going to see a youth movement. What we've seen is a journeyman movement. <laughs> and that's not really what this season was about. They have five guys shooting over 40% from three, including Wayne Ellington, Rodney Magruder, Okara White. 
I, I imagine that that's not real. And it's not just like 41%. I think Wayne Ellington's like at 47% or something ridiculous during the streak. Um, that stuff's not real. So we know that that's not like if they were to do that, they'd be they're like hitting the during the streak. They're hitting like top three in the league in threes. Uh, it's, it's crazy. So like to base anything off the streak is I find not productive and kind of not based in reality. And if there's anything, Nikias, and I think you'll agree with me, I think if we've learned anything, it's, okay, Goran's pretty good, but I think we already knew that. And James Johnson is somebody that you should try to keep because he can help. Are you leaning for me? Yeah, I'm just tossing um, it to you. Lob, it's an assist. Uh, assist. 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 Yeah, there we go. Well, yeah, I don't think you could really take anything from the actual results unless you... I, well, I guess it really depends on how you feel about Dion, because yeah, that's the crux. Well, no, that's the crux of the argument. I think. Um, well, how do you feel about Dion? And I ask you, Nakai, it's like, how do you feel about Dion? Third option score on a good team, right? I think best case scenario. Maybe I think you'd be a fifth or fourth starter on a very good team. But I don't know. I think I'm trying not to get too excited about Dion because we've kind of seen stretches like this from him before. And I, think I don't know. Was, Nikaias, I don't know about like this. Well, no, not, but it's, it's, it's but Nikaias, am I wrong? It's already starting to taper off a little bit. He's been one. Oh, yeah, last couple of games he's been off, and then he hurt his ankle yesterday. So I don't know how much you want to put into how much stock yeah, he put into his bad night. He was he was merely a decoy at the end of that game because of the that ankle injury, but that's what I'm saying is that's what and that's and, and Johnny you're kind of you're echoing my point where you're saying yeah you can't take anything out of this so what's the value of the streak that's fun if if it's no I understand that and I, I listen I'm having more fun than anyone I've been saying screw tank season from the beginning of the year and I and I also if you go back on my timeline pat myself on the back. I did predict because, like Leif, Leif pointed out that this stretch was going you to called be it for you tank called season. it, and I was like, "There's absolutely no way the Heat don't win at least ten of the next fifteen no, games." You said, "I hope Brad they game. go on a historic streak to screw tank season over." Yeah, I and remember I said the that, tweet. I said they're going to they're going to win at least ten of the next fifteen games. We're at game eleven, so. I guess I was, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I uh, I kind of uh, sold. I, I sold low on the heat. Want to pat um, yourself on the back? Yeah, but I pat. I'm patting. I, I almost damn broke my shoulder patting myself <laughs> on the back right there. But so you're TJ. Yeah. <laughs> but what I mean, see, for me, what you take out of this win streak is this. We said it all year. We've been saying it since what the beginning of the year. When I was on with Ethan, I said it. What. They, what you've seen out of this team is that their process is excellent. They've, I mean, from from the beginning of the season, they've gotten nothing but corner threes, layups. I mean, they've been getting high percentage, really good shots. They just don't have the players that can make them. But at some point, when you have a little bit of health on your side, you're going to start winning some of these games because even the worst NBA player can make layups and corner threes. So if your process is such where you are getting really good shots, you have to start winning some of these. Now, when you have seven players available, 
which the Heat have had had for me, for whatever the stretch was. Like they every every night it was seven, eight, or nine guys available. No matter what kind of shots you're getting, eventually, you know, the team just runs out of gas. But now with water reaches its level every time. So now, even though you have Babbitt and Magruder starting, because Spo can go eleven deep on his bench, those guys get limited minutes. There's more, there's more, there's more, you know, there's more James Johnson. There's more Dion Waiters has been playing well. With these shots, with these shots that these guys are getting. Like, yeah, they had to start winning some of these games. Now, Houston and Golden State, I don't think anybody called that. Alf, let, let's No, the, the win streak is simple. They're shooting ridiculous from three. They're making a ton, and they're shooting a ton. And that's I think that's the only thing that's important here. Because, okay, Dion, Dion's helped. Certainly, those games against Golden State and Houston don't happen without Dion being great. But... For the most part, this streak has been they're shooting absurd from three. They're so hot. They have like Ellington's at 47%. Goran's almost at 50. Goran's at what, 46, 48%, something like that. Uh, Okara White's over 40%. Rodney Magruder's over 40%. Luke freaking Babbitt and Deion Waiters, uh, as mentioned before. So, like, this streak comes down to the shooting has been great. Every night you hear Eric Reed, oh, he made 10 threes. 11 threes every game, dude. It's 10, 11, 13 threes every what night. They they're at 100 points on like the third quarter. Like every first quarter, they're scoring like 30 something points. Yeah, the last they're game like 70 111 points a game. Something crazy. I don't know what the offensive efficiency was. Last time I checked, it was nearing 110, which is crazy for this team during the streak. Like 110.9 for the offensive rating. That's during insane. The streak. This team couldn't score in the beginning of the year. But that's what I'm saying. Like, what what I take from this is that the Heat have an excellent process, and and that's Spolstra. That is Spo, and that's that's what I was getting at. Really, the the star of this streak is Eric Spolstra. It's not Dion Waiters. Dion's getting it, the credit, and so is Goran, but it should be Spo. It really should be Spo. It it should be Spo number one, Goran number two, and then oh, everyone great. else. Everyone Goran kind of Goran kind of disappeared after the first half last night till the end. Yeah, but that's going to happen. I mean... You know who used to do that a lot? Dwayne would have, like, 30 points at the half and then not score until, like, three minutes left in the fourth quarter. I remember that happening so many times, huh? I said that's what we called the Joe Johnson. Oh, the Joe... <laughs> Man. He killed 25 at the half in the game with 29 points. I'm just like, what is this? Dude, right... That is the Joe Johnson special. You are absolutely correct. Winning time. That's winning time. <laughs> he waited. was winning time last night. He jumped down the stretch, had a dunk. Oh, man. He shut Sacramento down. It was fun to watch. Lock, longing for Miami. But, no, I mean, get, getting back to the streak, uh, Alf, and what we were talking about Winslow and Richardson, it sucks because they're not a part of this, and you kind of – and I guess they had it last year. Like, I don't – and I think we agree on this, and Leif has talked about it before – you don't want to create a culture of losing with young players that you're trying to groom. So, like, when guys perpetually lose, like, that kind of sucks. So it was nice last year that Winslow and Jay Rich got to be part of a winning team that won a playoff series. It would have been nice for them to have this experience. But I don't think I don't think it's a big deal that they miss it uh, because they're hurt. But, and especially Winslow, like, I think we know that he's a really good defender and you just want him to work on the offense. And I think most of that work comes in the offseason anyway. You want him to get reps, obviously, but I think the bulk of that work comes in the offseason. 
See, yeah. my thing is defense is ready, like, man. My thing is, does okay, is this a pitch that you could sell to free agents? Because um we right now, us sitting on here on Skype talking about the heat doesn't do anything about the draft status. Like we don't we can't predict what the draft status is gonna be. So we can talk about free agents, right? Is this a pitch to free agents? Like, look what Eric Spolstra has done with this cast of cast-offs and journeymen, right? And mm-hmm. next year, we'll be bringing back Justice Winslow, Josh Richardson, two very uh, promising young talents. You, you, we'll, we'll, Who knows if Goran or Hassan will be there? But is that a pitch to free agents? Like, look what Eric Spolstra can do with subpar talent. Like I if think, you if you bring in a Blake Griffin, what can he do for you, Blake? If if he can do this with James Johnson, what can he do for you, Blake Griffin? The thing with free agents like Blake Griffin is that I think they're used to win now. Those guys are on good teams that are in win now, and guys like Demarcus Cousins is what gonna want to go to a win now team. I think Nikias, and I don't know if you agree with me or not, they're gonna have to because their situation is not like. They're not ready yet. They're going to have to go after a guy that's kind of not reached his full potential, but that has some of that, and that's going to come here because he wants to maximize himself because the really, really good teams aren't looking to build around him. You know what I mean? They're going to have to take a chance on a guy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think the pitch that Alf was talking about works for a second-tier free agent or yeah. a third-tier free agent. I don't think that works for Blake Griffin, who, you know, has been on the, on the cusp of the Western Conference Finals. That's not going to work for Gordon Hayward, who's finally going to reach the playoffs because Utah's finally healthy, and they have one heck of a coach in Quinn Snyder himself. So I think if you— No, I can't, I can't get behind Quinn Snyder. Why can't, wait, 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 wait. He wait. looks like a Batman villain. Well, he <laughs> he does look like a Batman villain, but he can coach. Yeah, but he's not like even like not even like the main Batman villain. He looks like the Batman villain that hires Bane. Like he <laughs> he doesn't look like he he looks like he he's contracted the, the Joker. Like he doesn't even, and then then he gets double crossed and ends up getting killed by the main villain. Like I can't I can't get behind Quinn Snyder. I'm sorry. I'm almost mad at how accurate that is. You were making a good point, but I, I feel like my point was even more solid. <laughs> They're going to make runs at guys like Tyreek Evans, like um, Pope, like guys who haven't reached their full potential, Dwayne Wade. Gallo's a guy that I'd like them to go after, and I know that he gets hurt a lot, but I, I think Spoh's going to be able to do a lot with him. He likes that kind of guy. I would nope. love Gallo on a two- or three-year deal. You know no, the, no, that, that's perfect. Two of the player option. You know the scenario I could see them going after Blake? Is if somehow Chris Paul convinces um, Clippers management to trade for Melo. Melo comes in there, completely torpedoes their season because we know <laughs> Melo is capable of such. Melo has a contract that is untradeable unless you, you have an idiot like Chris Paul on your team telling you to trade for him. And then Blake is Blake is just fed up and like I'm not playing with Melo and he and he bolts. How do you think the phone conversation goes? Because like Melo and LeBron are boys, and LeBron is saying he doesn't want to trade Love, and like I I really believe that he doesn't want Melo there. Melo's calling, him, "Yo, dog, get me out of here." Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I got you. I got you. Hangs up the phone and he does like the Jonah Hill like thing, you know, shaking his head no. <laughs> 
<laughs> Kevin Love. Um, That's not. That's nobody thinks adding Melo to your roster makes you a championship. Like nobody's like, yo, you know what? I think that not- Alf, I think that helps them. I think they. I think the Clippers have to do something like that. What else? What else can they do? No, well, I'm talking about the Cavs. Like nobody's like, yo, you know how you neutralize Kevin Durant? Bring in Melo. <laughs> like, I think y'all not... clown Melo, but Melo's if Melo's your second or third scorer, damn. But I mean, that's it. That's kind of the issue. Bad. Like neither him or Melo can really defend consistently. But at the very least, Kevin Love can rebound for you. Yeah. He can defend the block. Carmelo, Car- you know, Carmelo can rebound. If I'm if I'm correct, his rebound percentage rates are good. He's just not down there a lot. He's on the perimeter, but. When he he's plays, an under, he's plays an play. underrated rebounder, but he does not rebound in traffic. Or he's a strong guy, man. He's very strong, but like he he can't even bend his knees anymore. Like I think <laughs> I don't think people realize. Like, dude, first of all, he wears a sweater under his jersey. <laughs> like, I, I can't, nah, you nah, cannot. No, what is Porzingis wears a t-shirt every game? I was like, dog, you dude, look. I don't know what is going on with the Knicks. Like, if the AC <laughs> is too high. But, like, the fact that, like, Melo's not even wearing, like, an Under Armour compression long sleeve shirt. He's wearing, like, he's wearing, like, a legit, just, like, long sleeved, like, uh, uh, wearing a thermal. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he's wearing, like, a long sleeve thermal. Like, like, son, like, what are you doing? Like, I know the, like, does the garden have AC issues? Like, what is happening? Like, he looks so old. With whatever that sweater is he's wearing. Like, I know, like, a lot of guys wear a lot of padding and all this. But Melo is legit wearing a thermal. Like he looks like he came to the garden dressed in his in his full uniform. Like he just has a jacket over his jersey with a thermal underneath it, and like he just takes his jacket off. Like it's time to ball, y'all, and he just gets out there <laughs> and he starts playing. Like he looks absolutely ridiculous. Like you can't win with that. I'm sorry, you can't win with a thermal. You can't win with a thermal. Okay, Brian, you were asking me to help you come up with names for the podcast. This one's called You Can't Win with a Thermal. Write that down. That down, Brian. I don't, can't uh, win with a thermal. You can't win with a thermal. I think it's a universal truth. I think you're right. Uh, can't I'm, win I'm with a thermal. I'm looking at some free agents and... This guys, goes... if you went out to the court, I'm sorry, Gianni. No, if you went out to the court, I was, was going to talk court, about that. If Go. you went out to the court on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon and saw a dude dressed like Mello. <laughs> <laughs> with a headband? With a headband? I'm talking, I don't care if he's six foot nine. I don't. <laughs> Not on my team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not my teammate. Nah, I, nah, dog. Nah, nah. You got next, though. You guys yes, yes, yes or no? When a guy on the when a guy on the court has a headband, you don't want him. No, and, uh, and you can have a headband, and, but no, I don't want a guy with a headband. And then you mix that with a thermal. No, son, kid, I can do it. Like, shooting like, shooting sleeve. Nah, <laughs> nah, if a dude's wearing a shooting sleeve, I don't want him either. That's, you got that's a, what I was doing. Like shooting sleeve pat- is a no go. And he got like Patrick Ewing knee pads on. Like I can't deal with you, son. You guys, have you seen the guys with the double shooting sleeves? I was like, dog, why you need two, man? Like, you're just, you're just being a douche. Anybody who wears too many accessories to a pickup game is suspect in my eyes. What have, have you seen the guys that wear, like, full uniform? Like, they wear, like, a heat jersey and heat shorts? Yeah, they're weird. I'm like, dog, come on, dog. What are you doing? Just wear a T-shirt and, and, and shorts, man. 
if you're that invested in a tire and you're not playing semi-pro, then I mean, that, that's kind of fair. Like, I'm mad, I'm mad at you if you went shopping for basketball equipment and <laughs> all you do is play on Saturdays at the GCC. <laughs> that one guy that wore all that Michael what? Jordan outfits and he got to meet him in person. Well, that see now that's that's that guy was had uh, some mental issues. Did so you see how hard he played on defense, though? No, we don't know. He was locked in. He was the man locked had in. negative five wingspan, but he was out there. <laughs> Pressure <laughs> played, hard, played stop, harder than man. Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Have you guys watched a video on this guy? No, I haven't. I don't know. What you're like talking. he's he's like special needs. Like, Is it? I didn't. Know. Why are you laughing you guys, at that? Wait, what? Why, He's special needs. I'm telling you. I'm not joking. What are we talking? Dude, like the guy who dresses in the full Chicago Bulls Jordan uniform, he's special needs. It's like a really inspiring story. What are you talking about? Because I don't think about I don't talk about the actual game footage. Is there another video? He balls up? Dude, he he wears a full Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls uniform with the warm-up and everything. And, like, he's obsessed with Jordan, but he's, like, a special needs. Like, he's, like, 40, but, like, he lives with his mom still. And he's, like, he's a, spe- he's a, he's a special little guy. Fuck on, man. And, like, Jordan called him and sent him a whole bunch of, like, gear. And, like, I, like, I was tearing up watching the video. I was, like, I did a full Gianni watching the video. I cried a little bit. Like, and now you guys are making fun of him. You guys are terrible human beings. I'm not going to do that. Nakaius is so quiet. Nakaius is like, holy crap. My, my, uncle, my uncle's special needs, and he, he's actually a pretty good tennis player, but my uncle's really short, and he's, you know, he's self-conscious about it. So he'll wear like el- like elevator boots, and he'll play tennis in elevator boots in a, and in a button-down shirt and jeans, and he'll beat people. I'm dying. It's so funny. And he's just he'll, he's like out there kicking ass in elevator <laughs> boots, jeans, and a button-down. I'm not laughing. Dog, it's so funny. And he stutters, and he's just kicking ass. It's awesome. I love it. Oh, it's funny. Can, can I'm, literally, I'm literally picturing you in that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What has happened to this pod? You just make fun of people when in really inappropriate attire. The guy has made a joke about Alex's death. Okay, we've done everything already. No, then he no. The guy has derailed him by talking about the poor guy who wears a Jordan outfit. I, all the I listeners say was that he played really hard on defense. That was all, all the listeners. I I really encourage you to look up the video. He is he is. I think his name is Jeffrey. Or something like that. He's very inspiring. Somebody send it to Dwayne Wade and say, "Can you play like? Can you play D like this? Can you try a little harder? Can Michael Carter Williams tweet him that?" Yo, no, Rajon Ron has to make an Instagram post. Levitard was saying, "Is Dion Waiters right now like the?" Uh, he he didn't say it exactly this way. He kind of said it was like the low budget version of what yeah, we wanted. Discount, Dwayne discount he, D Wade. No, but like he's a low budget version of what we wanted Dwayne to do next to Goron last year, right? Oh yeah. Like, no, but like they, I, I think they have different like skills. Like Dwayne's like Dion's looking to score every time in the pick and roll. Dwayne's not, and I think that's a big difference in how they're used. Oh, like, I think uh, I think Dion's has an eye to create. Like no, he's like not- if Dion has the pass. 
like Dion uses a pass sometimes as an escape valve, and another time if it's so obvious, like Hassan's really open. But like Dwayne's looking at the corners. Dwayne's. No, like, see, I don't. I don't agree. I honestly, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't agree with you. Like not in the last month or so. And I, maybe Nakaish, you've seen something different. I have seen a change to his game where off the pick and roll or off whatever, off any kind of penetration. If he doesn't have a good look at the rim, which what he was doing before, it it seemed like no matter if he just because he was near the basket, he decided it was it was layup time and one. Um, <laughs> and he was just I mean, he was doing all kinds of crazy nonsense trying to get. So I, I feel like now he's he's smarter about it. If he does not have a good angle, he uses the penetration to kick out. I feel like I've seen that a lot more the last month. I mean, Nakaias, if you've seen something different, you can say it. But I feel like, I, I, Gianni, I know what you're saying. That was his M.O. maybe at the beginning of the year. But I feel like he's played a lot smarter lately. I, no, I, I think he has as well. But I, I just, and he's so, his decision-making is so much more sound. But I know that, and I'm trying to find some numbers to maybe help us put this into context. But Dwayne, as a pick-and-roll player, it just it felt to me that he was more aware of all his options because he's just he has better vision than Dion and he's a better passer. So, yeah. you know, and Dwayne would take dumb shots, too. But Dwayne always, I've, you know, when Dwayne's in the pick and roll, you always felt a sort of security that even if something's going to go wrong, that the disaster's not going to happen. Even though he did turn the ball over a lot, you just kind of felt like he was in control and that he would always have an out if he got stuck. I don't feel the same way with Dion, and again, that might be Maya's line. I'm trying to find, I'm trying to isolate some some of his. Numbers, I think at the, be, I think at the beginning of the year, you were correct. I have Dion's synergy stuff up if you want it. Oh, I, I was gonna try to isolate the the streak and some assist percentage compared to what Dwayne did last year, but yeah, synergy synergy is better. Ah, oh well, the hell is Dion? Maybe in the meantime, synergy. you guys look that up. You guys want to do the mailbag? Yeah, just do it. That's fine. Yeah. But Welcome um, to a new segment we like to call the Heat Beat Mailbag. You've sent us your questions and hot takes using the hashtag MHB Mailbag. Now it's our turn to give you our answers and tell you how wrong your opinions are. All right, Alf, do you have any questions open or do you want me to get them? Because I got some. I mean, yeah, go ahead. Okay. I didn't. I, I'm, I'm sure. All right, so I'll first question comes from Veronica Kispe. She's Ooh. asking, what's a oh, higher number? Who, who's Veronica Kispe? So for the audience, so that they can know. Uh, oh, yeah, she's she's part of Heapy, but most people don't know because she's never on the podcast. She hides. She writes, like, one story a year. Yeah, she lives in the Miami Herald newsroom. Yeah, she's verified and we're not for some reason. <laughs> so she asks, what's a higher number? The amount of times Gianni has cried ever or how many pics he has with girls that aren't his girlfriend? Oh, by the way, follow me at GNavis103 on Instagram. I have fun and I post pictures about it. I'm going to say cry just because uh, I, I cry a lot. I cry a lot during anime, during sporting events, during movies, just general emotions. <laughs> I emote, man. Yeah. I like the way you 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 went into that question, the went into that answer, like, so seriously. Like, you really thought about it. Like, No, yeah, I broke it because I thought about it. Man, I, I'm I, not even about to let you flex on the podcast, man. It's the latter. Where oh, is deodorant, man? It's definitely the letter. Your IG is lit, man. It's lit. It's, it's girls that aren't my girlfriend that aren't going to sleep with me. 
You know what's funny is that when you guys like, so for the audience to let you behind the curtain, you know, I, I have a lot of friends that are girls and when we go out, we take pictures and I put them on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And, and you know, the guys, the guys are always asking me in our group chat, like, hey, is, are you dating this girl? And it, it's always no. And like, they think, they think it's weird. And then the guys comes in with the eye emoji. <laughs> yeah, every time, dude. It, it, it we don't think it's weird. It is weird. I don't know. They're, they're just—they're my friends, man. They've been like my—they're all my lifelong friends. I mean, I'm all—I'm pro platonic relationships, so I get you. <laughs> but I mean, after like 25, it's just kind of—it's yeah, honestly. One—I will give you this. One of those women, I was like—I felt really hard for, but she's a lesbian. God, that's so that just happened. So, you got honestly. There, there, there's a a week long series on Doctor Phil about you. That was the first woman I fell in love with. How about that? Yeah, it says there's something there's something there, man. Like we need to get you on a couch in front of a guy with degrees and he needs to psychoanalyze what the hell is going on with you. What's wrong with us? I don't know, dude. Listen, if I knew <laughs> if I knew what was wrong with you, man, I wouldn't be on the Heat Beat podcast, dude. I'd have I'd have a practice in Beverly Hills. Like there's I don't know what's going on with you, man. The only woman I've ever fell in love with was a lesbian. Like there, like honestly, it should be. I said the first first one. It's like it's like a. It's literally. It sounds like the title of a Doctor Phil episode. I fall in love with lesbian or really great anime. uh, No, they don't do a lot of lesbian animes. I fall in love to my dismay. Oh, what? They don't do a lot of lesbian animation. Yeah. Right, moving on, moving on, moving on. I saw Ayo Hana, which was question. really good, yeah. Oh, Next God. question. Yeah. All right, so this one's from Brass Jazz. At Brass stuff. Jazz asks, if the Heat could amnesty Tyler Johnson on the condition that John Carlos Navas can't watch anime for three straight years, deal or no deal? Do we want to deal with him crying more? Yeah. <laughs> That's... No anime for three years, but I don't have to deal with TJ. Okay, let me get back to that because I have to. Oof, man. Yeah, let's. I'll answer that at the end of the show. I'm gonna need to sit on that because that's really hard. All right. Question Close. from. Wait, you Fest- wait, wait, wait. You need to sit on that. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Right, next question. <laughs> wait. <laughs> oh no. Oh. Can someone isolate that just sentence, please? Brian. I need to sit, need to sit on that because it's really hard. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I need to grow up. Go ahead. Next question. All right. FS better ask. Will Chris Boschke 2016-2017 Miami Heat Championship ring when the Cavs visit Miami on Christmas Day next That's season? That's a great question. You didn't let him finish it, so... When the Cavs visit Miami on Christmas Day next season. Yeah. I think I think so. That's implying he's going to Chris Bosh, right? Yeah, no, right, listen. They're not going to not give him a ring. Mickey Harrison's a, a class act. Yeah, and then when even even if he goes to Cleveland, which he probably will, and then they come on Christmas, I think so, yeah. But they should make Dion Waiters give it to him, though. Wait, why would the Mavs be here on Christmas Day? Cavs, Cavs. I thought said no. I thought the tweet said Mavs. No, it's Cavs. Make any, it it make was any, Cavs. Cavaliers. That make makes sense with Mavs. That makes so much more sense. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. No, listen, I'm already. I'm Good done question, with my friend. drink. I Are don't. these our questions or Anthony Chang's questions? 
No, we actually got some. Oh. Can we use Anthony's? Can we take? Can we go to some Anthony's? Screw chain. I don't think he uh, has I like any take... questions. His, his 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 readers are kind of lame. Let me tell you, our our listeners are better. I would say. It might so. be the same people who listen to this podcast. So. Be careful what you say. I don't want to alienate the listeners. Nice question, Brian. All right. From at Crab Smut Peddler, he asks, which fetishize fetishize I can't say his word. Fetishized prepubescent anime girl does at G Namas think best represents Dion Waiters. I'm so glad you asked. Oh my I'm, god. I'm gonna go Harugi Suzumiya from the melancholy of Harugi Suzumiya because she is a crazy, like controlling bitch. Well, no, she's, honestly, she's also cool. the twist of the show is that she's also God. Well, you know what's cool about that question and that answer? It also explains the answer of the question of why Giannis, Johnny never has uh, relationships with these girls he has pictures with because he's a weirdo who likes weird anime movies. It also so that, answers that, that. That answered two questions right I there. I think it also answered his Tyler Johnson and uh, three years of no anime. I, yeah. think, I think he'll keep Tyler Johnson. <laughs> That was a creepy ass answer, by the way. Why? You're more passionate about anime than Tyler Johnson. Admit it. No way, no way. Yes, you are. Alright, do we have synergy numbers yet? Oh, Oh, we're still doing it. I I got them pulled up. Um, Dion on the year and pick and roll. He's in the 25th percentile as a scorer, but if in the 52nd percentile as a passer, which is good. What does that that mean? That meant nothing to me. What does that mean? Basically, Dion's in the top 52% of the NBA when he's passing off a pick and roll. And he's in the bottom quarter of the league when he's trying to score on pick and roll. Nikaias, can I ask you a question? Are you doing this podcast while you're rolling down the stairs? Yeah, well, what's going on? Are you outside? <laughs> like, what are no, you doing? No, like, no. are you just, like, rolling down the stairs as you as you talk? Like, what's happening? Rolling down the stairs sounds fun right about now. But no. <laughs> what am I doing? Does that sound better than doing are you in the back of Are you in the back of a van? Are you being kidnapped? Blink twice. I'm not not getting kidnapped. <laughs> That's a double like, negative. What? Why is there so much jostling? What's happening? Do you have a mic, mic stand? Yeah, this mic stand is not very good. So take it off. So are, you having, are you having sex? <laughs> is that why the camera's off? No, no, no. This pie's going way left now. I think Gianni wants to watch. <laughs> what is this? Can I? This, this is a different podcast. This is terrible. He beat after dark. <laughs> it's after 10. <laughs> it is after 10. This is when things start getting weird. Bring like a whole Walmart. new meaning to heat beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Miami Heat Beat. It's Catalina from the Big O Show on WQAM. Just wanted to say congrats on 100 episodes to a group of guys that keep it 100. You guys have really been on the ball through a foul heat season. You keep us going with Alf's old man perspective, Harry's terrible fashion sense, and Gianni's burning hatred for Tyler Johnson. We know the heat will bounce back, so keep the flaccid takes coming.